Welcome to Juicing Bananas, the comedy food podcast dedicated to reviewing meal kit delivery services. We will tackle anything that shows up on our doorstep. I'm Megan Ortega. And I'm Aubrey Stark. And today we're talking about a recipe from Blue Apron called Steak and Poblano Tostadas with cilantro shrimp and vegetable salad. But before we get into that, how are you doing today, Aubrey? I am good. Good. Thank you, Megan. Good. I am well rested. Good. I'm caffeinated. Oh, getting getting dangerous. Careful. Careful. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful Pacific Northwest morning. It really is. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. I also am well rested and caffeinated. Yeah. We're, we've got two of the three barstool legs for a good podcast. Why? What's the third one? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't think either of us have had breakfast. It's the je ne sais quoi. And, yes, breakfast. And food we're for doing, the food podcast. I think caffeinated is good. Caffeinate, well, you can stand on one leg if you're caffeinated. Mm. You can bounce on one leg if mm. you're caffeinated. Yeah. Which is what we'll do through this podcast. Okay. Well, I got I got nothing for you today. I I wrote no notes. Oh, good. I <laughs> we're ready. I, I am coming this at gonna this. Going to be a fully improvised tabula rasa. What's tabula rasa? Uh, blank slate. Oh. Or yeah, I think so. You're doing that philosophy thing where you throw oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> you throw out things. Gross. I told you I'd tell you when you're doing that. So gross. Oh. oh, you don't know what tabula rasa is? <laughs> reference, reference, reference. <laughs> um, you know, the tostada, the Mexican food theme is jogging some ideas. What is... <laughs> this is a great podcast thing. What is your favorite... Mexican restaurant memory. Oh, uh, I have a come lot on, of memories, but Ortega. I don't. I don't know. Come on, I don't. Yeah, come on, Ortega. I don't know about a favorite, but let me just let me just start talking here because the memory. I had two quick memories that that flitted through my mind, and one of them's an easy favorite. Flip, float, and the other one is just really like a really strong memory because it was emotionally tied. Mm. Okay. So the first one is, I think probably the second time I ever went to jalapenos in Bellingham. Oh, big mama. They're so big good. Mama. I've never had the big mama. Blasphemy. Yeah. I that know. Is... Isn't that why people go to jalapenos? Yeah. That yeah. is a huge reason. So what is, that? I mean, Magical? it's a huge, Margarita reason. Oh, it's the, the big biggest mama is reason. Like some, it's like a Home Depot bucket of, <laughs> of margarita <laughs> that they bring to the table, and yeah. then they call the ambulance. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> and in got, a college town like Bellingham, Jesus, the the cops have it so easy. They just they just wait. Yep. <laughs> the DUS roll on by. Yeah. 
Anyway, so I was at Jalapenos. I have never had their Big Mama, or I think maybe I have had a regular size margarita there. You probably don't remember. Anyway, I was there with Brooke, and we we were there for like four hours talking and catching up. And it was a great... Yeah, we had great food. That's they what jalapenos have, is all about. Jalapenos has amazing chips and salsa. I am here for it, folks. Oof. That chips and salsa, like, because some places it's fine. I'm glad they bring it out. Whatever. This is going to be a jalapenos, Whatcom County heavy episode. I let's think. do it. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Okay, so wait. Then my other memory. So that was the first one. Good old Brooke. My good old Brooke. Um, my other memory. Was as a little kid, I had bad teeth and I regularly had to have cavities filled at the dentist. Okay. And after I would have cavities filled, and I don't know if this was a thing that my parents did intentionally or if it just ended up working out this way, but we would regularly go to Chalupas, which was a Mexican place in Spokane. And they no longer exist. Was it called Chalupas? Something. Because too many kids with, like, Novocaine mouths bit their tongues off (laughs) Chalupas. What? God, I... I take these long journeys on my jokes. Yeah, that was really far away. Well, I was thinking your parents took you to a Mexican restaurant once you were cavitied in Novocaine. That sounds like a I've never had chamber. Novocaine. What did the dentist do to numb you? Well, like I was numb, but I didn't I didn't have anything that was like calming or isn't Novocaine like a like the gas that they give you to <laughs> no, make no, you No, 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 that's nitrous. Oh, right. I don't know. Is it called Novocaine for numbing? Yeah, or lidocaine, like yeah, the canes. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what they use. I'm... What? Quit looking at me with things. <laughs> <laughs> this is not something that I need to know. It's not. Maybe. I, I just thought that that was like common. No, I guess not. You don't know it. What? You are guessing right now. You are making it up as you go. I am not guessing. You are guessing. No. Yes. You know, I'm... I need to make a dentist appointment with my best ever childhood dentist. So I will let you know. I will ask them. Okay. Not the listeners. You, Aubrey. This is going listeners, off the rails. Listeners, I'm never going to remember this. Anyway, so, so we would go out Chalupa. to Mexican. What? I think it was called Chalupas. And... um. There was this one time that I had four cavities filled, one in each quadrant of my mouth, and they were all done in the same day. And uh, we went out to dinner afterwards, and I couldn't eat anything, and when I would try to drink, water would, like, dribble back out of my mouth, and I remember my family laughing at me, and I was, like, so distraught by this. It was so awful. I hate... I hate, hate, hate going to the dentist anyway. And this my dentist happiest is really memory. good. We went from Mexican restaurants to dentist? No, oh. you asked me about my Mexican restaurant memories, and I told you that I didn't have a good one, but that I would tell you the ones that came to mind. Oh, I did. <laughs> I'm going to walk away slowly. <laughs> just homer it back into the bushes. <laughs> yes, just like that. Merge yep. back in. So... 
Yeah, that was like it. That memory is like so strong in my mind. Like I remember where we were sitting in which restaurant, and like all those details. It was traumatic. And I remember the beans and rice because I would try to eat beans and rice. So was this meal triggering for you? (laughs) (laughs) Just no. Your mouth hurt all of a sudden. This meal was not at all resemblant of the meals I used to eat at Chalupas. Mm. Um, Chalupas. I cannot remember what that place was called. Pretty sure that's what it was. I think that, well, Jalapenos is definitely one of my favorite mm-hmm. places. Um, I wonder if they have, like, open seating right now with COVID. If they've got, like, their uh, their parking lot, like, outdoor seating. Patio or up. if they're... Take out only? I I wonder. Anyway. I don't know. If you work really at Jalapenos, in Bellingham, hit us up it's at like, Juicing Bananas. Or we could go on your website and look it up. Yeah, we could. <laughs> and the internet exists. Um, let's see. My favorite memory of like Mexican restaurants is... Well... We always went to Mexican restaurants as a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course. It seems like Mexican was like one of the ethnic foods that was in Washington when we were children. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it was I, like we, there wasn't Thai food. There was like. We had Thai food and we had Indian food and we would go to those. Oh, but we, we mm-hmm. had like one restaurant of each of those in Spokane when I was a kid. And so, occasionally, we would go to one of those two places. But Mexican, it was everywhere. There was, I mean, and the Mexican fast food industry, obviously, like, there's not a Thai fast food industry in Washington that I know of to this day. A Thai fast food industry? What? Thai food. What about it? Fast food industry. Like, there's no Thai food that you can, like... I mean, they're... Order at a window and pick up and pay for through a window. Well, there's that place in Spokane that we went to that one time, remember? It's like this little hut almost. Yeah, but they have seating. That's takeout. Oh, yeah. We're getting takeout at that point. Yeah. And, like, you can do takeout from those restaurants, but, like, there is no Taco Time, Taco Bell, uh... What's that other one from California? Like there is, there are none of those for these other foods. No, not that I'm considering I mean, those Hagen, fast food restaurants. There's like Hagen Chinese food. There's like American Chinese food is fast food basically now. Yeah, that's true. Panda Express is like some kind of yeah. It's like Asian the, it's, fusion. It's like the Taco Bell Taco Time version of Asian fusion for sure. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah. I think that Mexican was, like, really one of those childhood things for us. Yeah. In Blaine, we... we had Paso del Norte. Oh, and still do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And They're good. <laughs> the, uh, the owner got, uh, got clips for cockfighting. Really? Miguel. Really? <laughs> uh, allegedly. Allegedly. I... Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Miguel, they come yeah. after me. No. Um... Liable. With his cocks. <laughs> his fighting cocks. No fighting cocks. No, thank you. Mm, no, no. Wow. Let's not. That's so interesting. Um, 
So roosters are like no joke when they get into it. Oof, especially those with those big old talons. Those spurs. <sighs> spurs. Sad. Don't cast dispersions on Paso del Norte. No, I'm not. Um so my favorite Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on, get to it already. With Mexican <laughs> restaurants. Um the summer of like 2006 uh-huh. I had a brand new friend group with like Jake and Anna and Sean and um, I was working at the BioLife Plasma Services mm-hmm. as a phlebotomist and uh, we would go out like at least once a week Bianca and all that oh man it was so fun it was like the first time in my adult life that I had like a work group and we were all just like young college young beautiful yeah Yeah. we were like a vase of fresh cut flowers just just waiting to wither (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and I think it was Jake who was like let's Let's do a chili relleno rally. Oh, that sounds great. And why have you never invited me on a chili relleno rally? So, starting that summer, we made it our mission to go to every the fuck. Every You've known that this happens Mexican all along. Restaurant in Whatcom County. That's it. We've wasted 5 years together in order chili without doing that came out wrong. Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Five years together. We've wasted the last five years. It's all years coming out on not, the Tostado episode. Not, not <laughs> doing Chili Riano rallies. Yeah. It was it was amazing. It was... I believe you. You know, obviously, it made an impression. I would love to do that. Well, we're going to have to do a Chili Riano rally. Yeah, we uh, are. Hey, listeners, subscribe to our Patreon for upcoming... Chili Rihanna Rally Content episodes. of Rihanna Rallies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we went around Whatcom County to every Mexican restaurant and ordered Chili Rihanna at least once a week. You know? So it Everyone was like goes a, out together. You guys and, were like a dining club then. Yeah. We were... We were a dining club. It was awesome. So which, which one was great? So which, I remember this... A uh, restaurant in Ferndale. I think it's probably still there. Chihuahuas. Mm, it was yeah. really good I think chili. It is still there. Really. Um, and I don't know why that one sticks in my head. There was also like one, um, kind of across from where the uh, Ross is by the mall. Okay. Ross for mall. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit about any of this. All the no, you're just from... trying to listen to, to or trying to figure out where it is, right? Yeah, it's like anyway near the mall. Uh, this is terrible content. Keep talking. Uh, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> not getting words out. I'm broken. You are. I need You've more been coffee. doing fine. I'm sweating. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We'll cut this out. Okay. Ferndale. Um, and where else? The Reno Rally. That was my favorite. That oh. was my- <laughs> I'm terrible at stories. I'm a professional podcaster. Okay. 
Um, yeah, sorry, that, there was also a place by the mall. There, <laughs> there was a place by the mall that had good chili reno as well. So, what made them good? Um, if you haven't been on a chili reno rally, then you just don't know. Oh, you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to experience it <laughs> yeah. to get it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else what else uh we have here? Um um What? Yeah, the improv <laughs> thing is not working so well. Oh right no, now. it's great. We're sixteen minutes into this episode. Holy cow. We had just the right amount of banter. We're going to cut all this out. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Are you ready to get into the company? Yeah. Uh, did you look up the company? Yeah. Are I, you ready to I do the company it? research. Please. That's, that's my job in this. Oh. Ready? Ortega. Are you ready to get into it? Hit me. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> so I read a couple of uh, articles on... Blue Apron, and um, one of the things that I found interesting was that was just the tumultuous nature of the market surrounding these delivery companies. And so I found an article from PitchBook, and this reference will be on the website, jbpod.com. Uh, in the show notes for this episode. And um, I also read an article which was actually uh, like an audio clip from WBUR.org. Um, and the one from PitchBook was from 2019. Almost PitchBook? Ex- yeah. It was almost exactly a year ago. And they were talking about how Blue Apron is going under and there's no saving them. Oh, oh so and it was really interesting. It was super fun to read because these. Well, that's interesting considering that we just read about HelloFresh not making a profit until 2019. Yeah, yeah, billions of dollars was HelloFresh, and at the same time, an article comes out about Blue Apron going under. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Yeah, and and there were some highlights in that article about why. HelloFresh was doing better than Blue Apron and some hmm. other things. But Blue Apron was a a venture capitalist company. Hmm. Angels. So they were... Mm-hmm, before they um, went public. So in the article from PitchBook, the writer chronicles the, br- the boom and demise of Blue Apron. And it was called... The article was called Recipe for Disaster, The Meteoric Rise and Ongoing Demise of Blue Apron. Mm. It was great. So this article was posted to their site on September 10th, 2019. So almost exactly a year ago. And the other article I read was from August like 29th of 2020. So from just recently, just last week. And... Some quotes from the PitchBook article are, June 2015, Blue Apron raised its final round of VC backing, reaching a $2 billion valuation with $135 million in funding, which is pretty incredible. Jeez. So they reached, the company was worth $2 billion 
and they had only received $135 million in backing. So that's really incredible. The, yeah. the numbers there, the, the ratio there is, is astronomical. Um, and then another quote is, Blue Apron seems to be in the midst of crashing and burning with a blinding brilliance rarely seen. Wow. Yeah, and, well, I, I, you're probably going to give this away, but I, you wouldn't know it from looking at the website. I mean, it, it oh, just no. looks so pro and, like, yeah. put so together. Th- these articles came out a few months after their new CEO was put into place. So she's been in place since May of 2019. Oh. So it sounds like the original founders of Blue Apron started like bailing out of the of the management of the company and they going on to the, they they were getting out of the management and going on to the board of the company. So they taking were like, that golden taking parachute. That, yep. Yeah. And so this new CEO stepped in and we're going to hear from her next in our next in the next article. Um, but the only other quote that I found that was really interesting in this article, or that I thought was just kind of special, the original name for the business was Part and Parsley. Part and Parsley. That is so cute. So much cuter than Blue Apron. Yeah. Blue I would so just, generic. I'd like to reimagine the last 10 years <laughs> of Blue Apron and just, I guess it hasn't been 10 years yet, but... And just, like, imagine that instead of Blue Apron commercials, I was hearing part and parsley commercials because that is so cute. That is cute. So it may have just been a stroke of luck for these companies that COVID happened when it did because meal kit delivery companies in general as a whole saw business increases due to COVID. Mm -hmm. And that seems pretty obvious to me. So in contrast to the article from 2019... Um, the airing of the WBUR from, is from August 26, 2020. The president and CEO, her name is Linda Findlay Kozlowski, not to be confused with Linda Kozlowski from Crocodile Dundee in the 80s. This, because this is an article. If you don't put the, the <laughs> Findlay in there, you will get a lot of Crocodile Dundee. Oi. Oi. We did so, have some shrimp in our meal today. Yes, yeah, so that's a good point. Oh, I might have to talk like this the rest do of the it. episode. Do it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you for a Mexican dish? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Is there cultural Austral- appropriation? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Is there, Say it with me now. Is there Australian, like authentic Australian dishes? Why isn't that? A, oh, I, mean, I think why that isn't that's that a thing that we eat. A possum and. <laughs> Oh, that, no, that's, Fosters, that's kangaroos. Like local, that's local food for us here. <laughs> Possum, marsupials, eating our marsupials. It depends on if you're in Marble Mountain or not. Hey, fun fact. Go ahead. Did you know that opossums are North America's only native marsupial? Wow. Well. You didn't? Are you saying no then? Instead <laughs> of no? Thank you, zoology cool, major. You're welcome. You're doing that thing where you drop zoology knowledge no, on me. No, I said, did you know, <laughs> instead of being like, oh, opossum's Latin names Just are. Assuming that I would know. Opossi <laughs> upside down, Lee. <laughs> Whatever. So It's a great genus. Crocodile Dundee makes arguments for the company's continued success post-COVID. 
so she talks about the sustainability model for the company and the way they source their ingredients, the way they deal with excess product and recycling so that they're sending consumers recycling instead of garbage, and that the consumers are getting this complete package where you aren't just paying for the produce, but you're paying for the sustainability behind the way the meal was sourced and handled and brought to you. Mm, ethical, sustainable, blue apron. Most of these companies, <laughs> you're going to be hired for sure. Yeah. So most of We're these companies, no. Most of these companies are shooting for a carbon neutral um, model because when you receive a box with all of the cardboard and stuff that comes with it, I get why can why consumers are like a little overwhelmed by how much there is going yeah, on there. Yeah, well, especially if you live in like San Francisco and oh, you have God. a tiny little mm-hmm. uh, recycling bin that is just overflowing now yeah. because your family gets a couple of these boxes a week. Yeah, plus all the other household trash you accumulate. Completely. Yeah, yeah, and like I need I would need to do a little bit more looking into the recycling of that like packaging the insulation that's like a piano blanket. Oh yeah. Because it, it's, it's like a, a moving blanket yeah. of padding. Yeah, it and like surrounded by plastic bag, but it I mean it looks like somebody saved up their dryer lint for a year. Yeah, it's really gross. It's just it's weird surrounding your food. Yeah. Um, and it's probably recycled. But I don't know if it's oh, recyclable. Um, hmm. It probably is. Anyway. Firestock. It's not recyclable where we live. Hmm. I don't think we even... We're lacking on, like, regular plastic recycling. Yeah. Anyway. Blaine's pretty bad. It is. It's weird how Bellingham is amazing for recycling options, and Blaine is, like, just a half an hour away and... Oh, yeah, Not it's so like the sticks. Yeah. Compared to... But we're not. BM. We're not in the sticks at all. Did you just say compared to BM? B-ham. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Recycling. I mean, you know, <laughs> get with the program. <laughs> so... Compostable. The photos that come up of Linda Finley Kozlowski are so cute. <clears throat> she looks like a friend. Like, she literally Look just looks like a nice, her. smart, detail-oriented person who, could, who like, I work with. I want to take Linda to Jalapenos and yeah, share like, a big mama. Have a conversation with her. Look at her kind eyes. Look at that jewelry. Yeah. Oh, wow. Seriously, she's cute. Some and look like at her cute style. Look at that jewelry. Chunky turquoise and... Oh, gorgeous hair. Yeah. Yeah, gorgeous hair. Her makeup is, like, super tactful. Look, she's wearing a denim jacket. And she's a fucking boss. My mom wants me to wear a denim jacket, and she makes it look good. (laughs) Your mom really pushes the denim. She really wants me to wear denim. (laughs) Cindy? She's not wrong. You're ahead of your time. They're totally in right now. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be in every 25 years, so... It is 2020. Yeah. That was like no, they're a in. couple of years ago. That that she, she got me. Yeah, she's everyone. ahead of her time. They're in right now. Mm-hmm. People have denim jackets. I've seen them out and about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, say what? Can I wear my denim jacket now? Because I've been storing it. I still have it. Get that and Canadian tuxedo out. I should probably grab it from Marble Mount. I'm going to make it out. We are on the border. Marble Mount, denim. <laughs> hey, Mom, next time you see me, I'm going to be wearing a denim jacket. 
So you did actually, I will probably see you in a denim jacket before you hear this. So whatever. So without giving anything away, I can see ordering multiple servings of and making this meal for a dinner party. But unfortunately, Blue Apron does not support this. It's not a feature on their website. So like, oh, some you're talking of about the tostada meal, yeah. like yes. having multiple yeah. servings and like doing dinner party, right? So this is something yeah. because the ordering that we do, we order the boxes that are for two people with three meals per week. That's the way that we've done this for this podcast purpose. Yeah, and industry standard. Which is, to- yeah, it's totally industry standard. We're trying to just be representative of what the most common thing is here. Mm-hmm. And some companies do that by portion and others do it by meal. And so some companies you can choose, so that's six portions per week. Some companies you can choose all six of your portions as one meal. Six quarter portions. Are you making a reference that I don't get again? Uh, <laughs> Star Wars. That, what? That, you know, Star Wars? Yeah, like the little bread, the one quarter portion. I don't get Are there British people uh, in Star Wars? No, it's an alien. It's um, one quarter portion. <laughs> it's like a big... Uh, Which Star I Wars is this the name. from? The newer one with... Where uh, Ray Ray meets BB-8 on the desert planet, and the guy that's like one quarter portion wants the because they're selling somebody. What (laughs) are they selling? I'm I'm sorry, I said it. Anyway, (laughs) please go back to portion control. Anyway, it's not six quarter portions; it's six full portions. Mm. Anyway, My so bad. Blue Apron, they should get with the program and make that available because this is a meal that I would absolutely do that with. Ungar Plut. 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 Oh, uh, <laughs> is that the name the of the Star droid? Wars fans that are listening right yes. now are pulling their fucking hair out. They're, Ungar they're rooting for you. Plut. Ungar Plut. Ah, man. Mm-hmm. This don't is drive me us. crazy. We don't want to hear about it. Megan does. She's lying. <laughs> Email Megan. I'm fine with Star uh, Wars. I am here for Star Wars. Megan. I don't <laughs> care about any of their names. I know Luke and Han and Leia and D- Darth Vader. Those are the important ones. I know the droids. I know what stormtroopers are. Are you Disney Universe? Are you Lucas? What? Uh, Canon. Lucas. Canon. Mm. I'm just saying words now. <laughs> really pissing off those nerds. Uh, okay, let's talk about the meal. Oh, tostada. Tostada. It's the premiere. Oh, that's right. Of the premium These are pre- This is a premium meal. It's the... Yep. Premiere. So this meal cost us a premium 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 took me a while (laughs) (laughs) this this meal was premium and it cost us the premium and i actually don't know how much we actually paid for it because we always get 
uh, some kind of discounts from the companies, which we don't do hey, as a podcast. We don't get discounts. Yeah, we we get them. We, no, we get them the same as uh, that's as available. Anyone else? Yeah, would. yeah, yeah. But we don't. Sh- we're not. We're not. We always kickbacks. shop this. No, no, we're not. We're not getting kickbacks. We're always shopping the sale. Toast nada. But the regular price for this meal is seventeen ninety nine a serving. Whoa. A serving. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Kimosabi. Yeah. That so is... I actually don't know how I accidentally added a premium meal to our box because I didn't intend to do that. Huh. But I'm amazed and I loved it and I'm glad Holy that cow. I accidentally did that. It was incredible. It was incredible. So the website description, do you want to do that? Uh, sure. Let's Let's see here. Spanish for toasted, tostada. Tostadas are a classic Mexican dish which started as a way to use tortillas that were too stale for tacos. Once toasted or fried, the crisp tortillas are covered with a variety of meats, veggies, and toppings. Ingredient in focus? Inspired by the flavors of Mexican enchilada sauce or... Guayillo. Is this why you wanted me to read this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm enjoying Uh, this. G-U-A-J-I-L-L-O. I I don't know. Um, I would pronounce it Guajillo. Guajillo. No, not Guajillo. 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 Come on, Ortega. I'm being serious. I'm not joking around. Uh, G's, G's sound like H's. Okay. In Spanish. Guajillo. Okay, okay. Guajillo. Sit down. <laughs> Gets its flavor from... Careful, I will start speaking Latin. Uh, no, I won't. Spanish? No. Go no. ahead. Guajillo sauce. No. Uh, tomato paste, garlic, and... Guajillo. <laughs> A chili beloved for its versatility and delicate spice. Delicate. So what did you think? About the tostada? Yeah, about all of it. Well, first of all, this meal was like two meals. Yeah. Scrunched together. The the elements of this could have been separate. Easily. But, oh, man, was it a pleasure having them together. Yeah. So, absolutely. So there was a tostada. There was steak tostada um, with, like, with the pepper um, cut up on there. And then, uh, like, a shrimp. What was it? Like a like a salad. It was a salad with shrimp in Cucumber, it. Cucumber, tomato, shallots. Mm-hmm. Um, shallot and and then you fry up some shrimp shrimp season those with salt and pepper shrimp in with this like cilantro sauce that they sent yeah and you mar- you marinate the cucumber and tomato and shallot with oh, that's right uh lime right before like before you at the add very the start you yeah. know stir that up every 10 minutes it's just oh an acidic like uh, reminiscent of like a homemade ceviche with freshness added. It was just incredible. It was so fresh. It was so, so fresh. fresh. It was so, so good. Good. Yeah. It that it just had a beautiful 
flavor. Like, just gorgeous. I'm totally um, leaving out the funnest thing to say about the tostada is are the papitas. Oh, yeah. The papitas. So, on the tostada, the the tostada is a tortilla, and we made sure they were good and... Uh, good and stale, just like it says. Good and stale. We let this meal sit around for a week. <laughs> that's not recommended, I don't think. But here's the thing is that that's a reality. If you get one of these boxes, it can be. It's, it, you're bound to yeah. have one sitting around for a little while before and you get to it. this meal performed beautifully. Mm. So... Yeah, we did not give this meal the, like, respect it deserved when it showed up on our doorstep. But it really, like, they pulled out all the stops on this meal. You just stood outside on the porch and dissed that tostada. It was so good. Dissing your dog. What? I don't know. Random (laughs) references are popping into my head faster than I can spit them out. Yeah. The listeners are going to catch them, but... Are they? Maybe... Standing outside dissing the tostada? I don't know. And then how did that transfer to my dog? You were you were <laughs> talking about Oh, I don't even know. We're gonna have to rewind this. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> don't do that again. We're doing the modem. We're <gasps> it's that time. It's that time, the data bite of the week. Ready for it? Mm. Hit me. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? No, go right ahead, Meg. Okay, so this is my data bite. I figured it out last night. I went to Trader Joe's this week and I did one of those shopping trips where when you get up to the counter, the 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 person who's checking you out is like, you're going to have a great night. <laughs> oh, it's like... The most awkward. Please don't no, comment on this. It's not awkward. Well, it depends on who it is. It's Trader Joe's. They're literally there for the chocolate, and then they have to like stock other grocery items. <laughs> they're they're in it for the Thai lime and chili cashews. Those are chocolate accessories back. to mm. the chocolate. There is a lot of good there is chocolate. a whole aisle of chocolate. And so your bite of the week was those those like Trader Joe's bars that have the wafers in them. Oh, the crispy wafer bar. Is that what it's called? I, I don't know what it's called. This is a terrible data bite of the week. Why? It was Unknown great. Unknown bite. Oh, it was incredible. No, people can find it. It was It's at Trader Joe's. Yeah. It has a red package and it has chocolate and wafers. It's Wafer. You'll be able to find it. You're an adult. Figure it out. So good. It was really good. Oh, yeah. And we are. I ate uh, my half of that little wafer bar Mm -hmm. while we were watching Knives Out. (gasps) Such a good movie. It was so fun. It was so. I really enjoyed it. Me too. It ruined everything else we've watched this week because it was so good. Daniel Craig, you're so. Oh man, he is great in that <laughs> so movie because he's not that hot in that movie. He's very like he's very dadded he up. He really fits that role. He does such a good job in that role. <laughs> fits. Um, is that a reference to his weight? That line. What, what? is this? CSI KFC. 
that line that's so <laughs> funny yeah that that movie ruined everything else oh it yeah. was so good yeah there's not many movies that are like that out there for me what's your data bite oh, my date a bite of the week I am just going to keep talking as I stall because I don't I, know. I sprung what... this one on you. You did. You usually spring it on me, so that was fun. Ugh. Uh, payback's a disaster. <laughs> Good one. Good one. <laughs> I'm trying not to use Narrow that word safe. anymore. Yeah, don't. It's a terrible one. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Um, oh, my gosh. We've had lots of good food this week. We have. Lots. We have had lots of good. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of it was from uh, cooking. We've cooked a whole lot this week. What else have we eaten? I don't know. We've eaten a lot of the meals. That's why I'm having trouble. We've eaten meals. We've eaten duck eggs. We had pizza. Yeah. we. Oh, there was that salad with pizza. Did you have any of that? Oh, that was so good. It was Caesar good. salad. It was good. From La Fiamma. Mm-hmm. It We're was doubling a, up on that meal now, but it I was know. worth it. Uh, well, it was a hit amongst everyone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone loved it. Jen, Brad, your sister. Like, yeah. We all, all five of us loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Digging it. Mm-hmm. Caesar salad. Okay. Can't is that go it? Wrong. Is that your yep. data bite? Data bite. Nailed it. This has been another episode of Data Bite of the Week. Okay, back to the tostadas. Toast. I don't know where we were, but yeah. So can we just talk about the papitas for a quick second? Papitas. Because when we got the papitas out, I was thinking, or when we were reading the recipe card, I was thinking that papitas were pine nuts. And you convinced me of that. Yeah. But it turns out that what I was thinking. Turns out. Pine nuts are called, their like alternative name are pignolias. 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 Not to be confused with papitas. 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 Are, these ones were shelled. It sounds like they don't have to be shelled. But these ones were shelled and they're pumpkin seeds. And I love pumpkin seeds. And I love them even more when I get to say papitas. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because... I think that papitas, like, fine. It's so hoity-toity. It's, yeah. That's why you love it, isn't it? Oh, I'm here for it. Uh, Jam that silver spoon in my mouth. (laughs) Ew, okay. All right. (laughs) I am going to go on calling these pumpkin seeds it's it's like a it's like an orange county housewife feeding their little kid edamame what else do you call edamame um i don't know what <laughs> oh my god it wasn't a Is joke, a joke? <laughs> no what were you saying what one orange county housewife yeah like hoity-toity like yeah giving your toddler sushi Oh, well, edamame isn't sushi. That's not the same thing. Well, it goes... Boy, I am striking out today. Anyway, puppy does. (laughs) So, totally hoity-toity. And speaking of hoity-toity, the steak and the sour cream were also hoity-toity, which I'm loving. The steak... steak The the packaging was, like, real fancy. Mm -hmm. Was it grass-fed? 
I'm sure it was. It was some kind of, it had like a nice, Free range, grass-fed, gluten. Seemed, we don't know negative. any of that. None of this is verified. But Non-GMO. It was good. <laughs> and then the sour cream also didn't look at the label that closely, but it was fancy. And like I opened it and it came out of there, of the, it was like in this little cup and it came out of there as this like little i remember it was like, like a little brick like a of sour cream cranberry mold of sour yes, cream. yes it was like a cranberry yeah. mold of sour cream it was lovely i love that i am i'm <laughs> so digging that <laughs> you like it when like yeah you open a can and whatever contents it was just oh i always love that shape. yeah mm. i i want to always be the one and yet getting you the cranberry hate jello ew Ugh. Yeah, I hate Jello. Jello, by the way, does not hold the shape very well, and you have to like fight with it to get it to hold the shape. Not if you're a Jello. It's not about the um, shape. Like I would like Jello if it would hold the shape. That's not why I hate Jello. Go on. <laughs> like I'm Did game. You just hear my stomach? Yeah, that was so loud. I'm so <laughs> hungry. Let's let's. Let's keep going. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> We're done. I need to eat. We're done. Um, no, no. I'm fine with Jello holding the shape. I'm down with that. A I, jiggler. Yes. I'm fine with a jiggler, but not with eating it. I don't want to eat it. I want to like just Good. get it More out of the packaging and like watch it hold the shape of the can. But cranberry sauce? Just flick it. When you can like... <laughs> You, like, open the top of the can, and then you punch the other side to create an air thing, and then it comes out as, like, one. Yes! I love that! I can't wait for Thanksgiving. It's right around the corner. So. Fall. Mm. The Let's break these two up and talk about the tostada separate from the salad real quick. Okay. Um, the ingredients for this were super high quality. Um, I, as we already said, the, this meal really could have been handled separately as two separate meals. And as it was putting, putting them both together, it was enough food that we could have fed four people with it, depending on who the people were. But I, I (laughs) easily, (laughs) sort of, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Remember my sister who loves butter? Oh yeah. Yeah. But she's also the type of person that will eat like a quarter of a peach with yogurt and put the other three quarters in the fridge who has that kind of restraint i don't know anyway not me peaches aren't that great they don't have butter in them christine share your secrets so christine if we had had christine and her man over we easily could have fed all four of us yeah we wouldn't have had leftovers but as it is we have leftovers from that meal a small quantity of leftovers Mm. so that meal with the servings that it had split in half perfectly is 840 calories per serving and worth every goddamn Damn. one yeah it was so worth good. it it was so good yeah so um the tostada let's talk about the tostada and then we'll talk about the salad okay i i know that you're passionate about this tostada i am i have feelings and I think that you should share those feelings first. Okay. You really want to get that out so that we can just get past it? We got to we gotta barrel through this. Okay. Well, let me just 
start with this. What is going on there? Because yum, and also what? Because <laughs> the there are mint leaves on the tostada. Mint fucking leaves. Surprise, mint leaves, not cilantro, mint. So mm. there's some heat, there's some mint, there's the papitas, and then there's the things that you expect, papitas. like the like the steak and the cheese. And then topped with uh, topping all of that, there's the guajillo sauce. And we're we're finding that with these with these meal kit deliveries, the the showstoppers are almost always the sauces. Yeah. Well, is it because it's just so easy and no one knows how to make a great sauce at home? And so when you do, it's just... I think so. Yeah. Well, the other thing, especially about like, this Like, when was one, the last time you made your own sauce? Right. Without a meal kit? Not often. People don't do that on the no. regular. We don't make our own mayonnaise anymore. We don't make our own ketchup. The, these are things that housewives used to do. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that anymore. We buy our sauces. Yeah. And they are killing it with the sauces. So they sent us this, like, envelope of guajillo sauce. And it was, like, a good size envelope. Like, maybe four or five ounces. Six, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you mix it with the sour cream. And it creates this, like, dark, super dark creamy rich sauce that was everything they say on the card that like what did they say a chili beloved for its versatility and delicate spice and that is totally accurate i loved that it was like sweet and smoky and smoky it was on this like gorgeous canvas of the sour cream flavor that paired with the poblano just perfectly it was so beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah that sauce like really what type of cheese was that it's like a powdery almost uh it says two tablespoons grated cotilla cheese cotilla cotilla cheese um it was good yeah it was really good just all around yeah so the sauces um, I definitely think that that's what Blue Apron is staking their claim on. It's unmistakable. Okay, but the tostada. Cut that shit up. Are you fucking kidding me? I was wearing the goddamn tostada. I could not have been more peeved while we were eating So you were so angry. (laughs) We did exactly what the recipe card told us to and sliced the, the steak against the grain and it was fine. It was tender enough. And it's, can I just say that it's a rare thing when you can cut the meat perfectly, but you nailed it. Thank you. Rare. It's rare Mm -hmm. when you can get the steak just right. Anyway. You're making me want to go blue. Oh, (laughs) So, the steak was sliced in these, like, pretty, like, appealing, attractive, long slices. Yeah. But then when you bit into the tostada, they would drag all the fucking (laughs) ingredients off of the tostada. And so then when you try to intervene with your fingers, shit goes everywhere. It was not cool. You, your plate looked like it was the remnants of 
a little little bomb went off. <laughs> These daggers are so sharp. So I'm blaming this wholly on you. Even though really what is happening? it's blue apron, I think. What? They made such a good meal, and then they didn't tell us to cut that shit up. The steak. The steak. Cut those steak Cut bites. the steak up. Cut it into little bite-sized pieces, which for me are tiny. Well, you, that's what happens when you bite off more than you can chew. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, listeners, I will have you all know that I did not experience this sort of pain and torment. No, you opted a, out. You you no, I don't want you to go making no, it seem like you, you did something better than I did. You don't gotta get ajo sauce all over your fingers, all over your fingies. Go on. No, that's what utensils are for. Aubrey decided <laughs> to opt out of the tostada experience. No, I had you a did glorious tostada experience. No, she set hands, it on her plate and ate it with a fork. Hands aloft. No, you the didn't. Tostada. No, hands aloft. Rising in the air. You had a tostada. <laughs> power of hands aloft with a fork in your hand. <sighs> At the very end, yes. Aubrey was not wearing the tostada. However, there's pros and cons to both. All right. Mm, experience. So, question, is this a first date meal? Would you eat this meal on a first date? It's been a really long time since I've dated. <laughs> <laughs> Would I recommend this meal to somebody else for a first date? Right. I mean... Yeah, it's not my first date. <laughs> Heartless. <laughs> On a scale of compassion, you're, I, <laughs> you're I, Ayn Rand. <laughs> we should we should do personality tests and talk about that. We Yeah, if the steak was cut up INTP. Then yes. Um yeah, I think that this would be a great first date meal. Yeah. Because it, it lets you it lets you see what the other person's what the other level. person is gonna do. Are they gonna get messy? Are they gonna dive into that tostada with you and have that experience and just have fun with see, it? That is or not just cool be, of you to why? be willing to set your date up no, with like I a personality do it intentionally, test. But I would just uh, that's so uncool to test your date on the okay, first. Okay, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a proponent of that. I'm a proponent of, uh, So, if you were setting something Having else that up, happen organically. If I knew that there were two fun people that okay. are gonna have great sex later. Okay, so wait. Like, they're gonna have fun with this man. What if we, what if we did, like, a double date with another couple and it would be Wait, our first time. <laughs> it would be our first time having a date with that couple. And then we could serve them this meal and see how they respond. Yeah. Because then we get to set them up. And it doesn't matter that we're testing them. Because we're not in a you know relationship. Yeah, we, relationship we just have to find a couple fun. that are just now getting together. 
or have are we're setting them up, you know? Yeah, we would just in order to, to set them in up. order to get this experiment real. Well, it would just be fun for us to, like, see how somebody else responds to this meal. Sure. We would have to start with our salads so that we weren't, like, an example for how the meal should be eaten. (laughs) There's a lot of details involved here. Anyway, should we move on to the salad? We should. Okay. So the salad, shrimp, cucumber, tomato. Okay, hang on. Wait, we got to talk about the tomatoes. So we used homegrown tomatoes. Because half, half and half, we used half and half homegrown tomatoes. Uh, the tomatoes they sent looked fine. They were they were fine. They were little gr- grape tomatoes, but they had been sitting on the counter for eight days. Uh, yeah, they were getting a little wrinkly. Yeah, and they didn't like nothing totally crazy was going on, but they were pretty wrinkly. And we normally, just so you guys know. We normally adhere very tightly to the recipe card. Um, And actually, while we're talking about this, we might as well go one step further down this rabbit hole. We had to have a very serious discussion after our last Blue Apron meal because it was so disappointing. Oh, so bad. We talked seriously about putting this steak for the tostadas on the barbecue. Oh, we wanted to. We wanted to. And that would have been spectacular. Spectacular. Mm-hmm. So we, like, for the integrity of the podcast, we are following the directions that are sent on the recipe card as closely as we can. Um, yeah. We're not sacrificing the meal in whole. So, for instance, things frequently take way longer to cook than what it says on the recipe card, like the carrots for the last meal and the oh, chili yeah. pepper for yeah. this meal, member. The poblano pepper took way longer in the oven than yeah. they said. and we even took it out, like, before it was even really ready. Yeah. And yeah. we had it in there for an extra, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, probably. It was almost double know. what but they it, recommended. But it wasn't like that, you yeah. know, the way yeah. a poblano should be. Right, like, it wasn't, that... like, falling, like... Yeah. Yeah, it hadn't, like, fully wilted into itself, mm-hmm. like, fully roasted. Yeah. Um, but we are, it, like, I think they said that the skin should be blistered and brown, and it wasn't. It yeah. was just, like, kind of wrinkly and, <laughs> anyway. Um, Still good. So we are, we are trying to maintain, like, the integrity of these meals as closely as we can. Yeah. Um, but you know what time it is. What? It's time for what, 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 what? Wait. No, I don't think we're there yet. Oh, no. <laughs> Pump the brakes. I'm not there yet. Whoa. <laughs> so the, let's talk about the salad before we get into that, because I wanted to touch on those tomatoes that were homegrown, um, but we just felt like we needed to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one, because that was totally our fault for letting those the, the ingredients sit around too long. Um, but they looked great when they arrived. So this salad had shrimp, cucumber, tomato, shallot, cilantro sauce, and amazing flavor and texture. Right? Yes. So talk to me about 100%. the cilantro. What did you think? The cilantro? Mm-hmm. Because it came in that like little packet instead of fresh. The cilantro was only in the shrimp salad yeah. dish, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even deal with the cilantro. You. But what did you think about the flavor and... Oh, the flavor was amazing. Yeah, it was good. Anytime I I am game for any type of like 
acidic, fresh um, salad, like <sighs> side like that. Yeah. Just you all are, day, you every love day. You that cabbage salad. Yep. Yeah. Like a great, um, what is it? The tomato, basil, and... Caprese. Caprese. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so this was right up my alley. It really was. I, this salad could easily be made, like any old time. Oh, yeah. And it would make the perfect lunch. Oh, yeah. Yep. It was light. The salad was light and had all the right ingredients. So the cilantro basically came as this green goo, which is what I make. I make green goo whenever I have excess cilantro. You should probably explain that to the listeners. What is green goo? Green goo is basically pesto made using cilantro instead of basil. So it has olive oil, garlic, lemon or lime juice, uh, I don't add any kind of nuts, like pine nuts or walnuts or anything like that, like you would do for pesto, and I don't add any cheese. And I use my green goo on hummus or on vegetables or straight on crackers, or if I have some green goo in the fridge and I dice up some tomatoes, you can basically just mix those together, or maybe some diced up onions, mix that all together, and you have like mm-hmm. an instant salsa. It's an awesome thing to like it's put awesome. in the freezer, mm-hmm. have it at the ready. Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what they sent us was like this cilantro in an envelope with oil. It was all mushed up. Green apron. So it wasn't fresh cilantro. And I think that it would have been even better with fresh cilantro. But mm-hmm. like the way that they sent it was stellar. Yeah. So... The salad was almost like eating a fresh pico de gallo with shrimp in it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Other than the cucumber, but like even the cucumber, it was like this lovely, like crunchy, oniony. And these places really love shallot. They, I love they're shallot. not big on the onion. Do you or, like shallot? Like shallot is an onion, but like not the typical onion. Yeah. Everyone or all these companies really love shallot. I love shallot. I used to. Why not? Why don't you love it anymore? Because now I get triggered because of that stupid carrot Oh my fritter. god, don't talk about it. Ugh. But we have to order that one again so that we can I do know. an episode on it. Oh my god. Or maybe we should just Garbage. make it with our own ingredients and do a extra content. Deep dive. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We had a real bad recipe. So the last thing I want to say about the salad is that it had this very subtle bitter flavor from the cucumbers and it was so refreshing and such a nice like backdrop for the cilantro and the shrimp and the acid of the tomato Mm-hmm. But and I didn't want to talk about it yesterday. Peel, like yeah, like yeah. I, you know how and it was those little cucumbers. They sent us these little tiny. They looked like cucumbers that you would grow in your garden. And those cucumbers sometimes have this like bitter flavor. And and I am not into bitter, but like it was so subtle and so lovely. It was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, Did man. you get that? Do you, you remember that? You know what would be great with that um, with that salad is like a real light pale ale or like a blonde oh. beer 
just like, oh, that would be so good. God, that would I don't be like great. Pale ale. That'd be a great pairing, though. Like the light mm-hmm. freshness, mm. mm-hmm. a little bitter. I would think a cider would have gone well with it too. I'm a cider. I'm a cider gal. Yeah. Um, so real quick, let's talk about the cooking experience because we were cooking for like 50 minutes or an hour. It was a long cook time. Yeah. The recipe card says 40 to 50 minutes and we're game. Like it was again, totally worth it. The price of the meal, the amount of time we spent in the kitchen, the cleanup, all worth it. This meal was hands down amazing. It was great. It was very good. So, um, the meal also had tons of, like, prep types. We, like, toasted things. We toasted the pepitas. We toasted the tortillas. We roasted. We browned. We drizzled. We marinated. We stirred them up. We sliced. We rested. I mean, we didn't rest. There's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts in this one. We tostada. It was a... I would have really not enjoyed making this myself. Right. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, again and again, we come back to that. The with premier, these meals. maybe, I mean, shoot. I, Definitely like a date night meal. Yeah. 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 It's the kind of thing that like, if you're willing to just put in totally that, like, labor of totally alienating our single listeners, but it's, yeah, it's just, Singles it, have it would have too. been a lot more work. Or it, it, the prep time would have been tipping the scales for me if I would have had to get this all together myself. Sure. Even though the uh, directions were great, um, mm-hmm. totally easy to follow and doable, I just, yeah, I'd, on the balance sheet of yeah the type of cooker. Oh, completely. Like the type of chef that I am at yeah. home. I, yeah. Uh, for, so for me... The, but with like, us together, it was, it was great. Oh, yeah. With us cooking together. And it's fun to cook together, especially when like the, and the you directions know it's fun are because as you have clear. To say it's fun. Yeah. That's how you know it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the directions are clear. We each have like our own steps. We can see what the other person's doing and then do the next thing on the list. It's, uh-huh. it was, it's easy to cook these together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, going back to like the way that we cook just on our own, we in general make a lot of like eggs and greens because they're easy and they're quick and they're easy to clean up after Yeah, and they're delicious meals. But if I need to spend forever in the kitchen making a meal like this one, the meal had better be worth it. And if I had been sourcing the ingredients for this meal, I don't know how many different stores I would have had to go to. Because the guajillo sauce, like if I was to get actually everything that's in there, Trader Joe's would have been good for a lot of it. But like the guajillo sauce, we would not have been able to replicate that, I don't think, without going to a Mexican market. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, to be totally honest, like, I don't remember ever looking for Hoyo sauce, so I don't know if it's in regular stores. It's but not. Okay. I believe I, you. I speak with confidence, I think. Mm-hmm. Confidence, I think. But yeah, just like measuring <laughs> all of this out, this is definitely a meal where I can see the meal kit service is really providing a service. Mm-hmm. So... I'm ready. 
Well, then you have to say it. What, 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 what would you do? <laughs> Is that how it goes? Yep. I have no idea what we're referencing still, so. What would you do, Megan? I have a lot of things. So as much as I loved this meal, I have a lot of things that I would do differently. So wow. the tostada, they need to put on the recipe card, cut that shit up. <laughs> cut it up. For the messy amongst us. I think it was a mistake to not cut it into little pieces. <laughs> The salad. Well I have, done. Well I have done. this for the salad. I think that one of two things should happen. No, I guess I have a couple for the salad. So, <laughs> number one, I want it to be colder when I eat it. And when you add the shrimp when it's hot, which is what the card says to do, it warms those veggies up just a tiny bit. And so you end up eating this salad at room temperature, which is fine. It was delicious. I loved the salad. It was great, but I think it could be better because I think that you could either get the shrimp off the stove and plate them and put them straight into the fridge to cool them down and then add them to the marinated vegetables with the cilantro sauce, or you could add them to the vegetables and stick the whole thing in the fridge. But either way, I want to see the salad chilled a little bit more. Hmm. The other thing Didn't that even think about it. I would do making it at home, and this is kind of obvious because I don't even know if you can buy cilantro in the saucy sauce like they sent, but I would make it with fresh cilantro. And I can see why they're not sending cilantro out because it goes bad really fast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's four days in transit next to an ice pack. And then eight days sitting yeah. in your home. <laughs> That's on us, again. So anyway, those are the things that I would do for the salad. What about you? What would I do? Absolutely nothing. This was perfect. Yeah, you loved it. I loved it. You had to eat it with a fork, though. (laughs) What? And I was here for it. You love your fork. (laughs) Okay. I think that's our episode. Well, Megan, you didn't give a burner rating. Oh. I... Wait, we're supposed to do ratings before what, what, what would you do? I don't think it matters. I know, it probably doesn't. Well, obviously it does because I almost skipped it. I, well, mine is not going to be a surprise. This was a fantastic meal. Uh, Premium to a T. And... What was the price point on this? Seventeen ninety nine per serving. Holy shit! So we paid thirty five bucks for no this meal. We shopped the sale, but it was expensive. Wow! I that is real pricey yeah. for putting in an hour of work as well on the tail end. Yeah, I give this meal. Five burners with an asterisk. Wait, what does that mean? Is that like four burners and one on medium? Nope. That's five burners as it was. Okay. And it would be less if I actually was paying full price. 
Right. Because I don't think that it would tip well, the scales of worth it. But, I mean, in terms of... Shoot. Maybe it's not an asterisk. It's five burners as it was. The deal that we got in terms of whatever deal is available to everyone right now. Right. Um, five burners. I wouldn't change a thing. Okay. That is what I would do. Okay. And I will give this meal four burners. Wow. I thought this was going to be our first. Uh, Whatever it's called. Double, yeah, yeah. crystal chalice yeah, member. That's right. No. 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 I loved this meal. I thought it was so well done. I think that Blue Apron, like, totally pulled it out on this one. And we were not expecting that after our last meal with Blue Apron. Um, oh, what would I do? You know what I would do? I would do something different. What? I would have barbecued that steak. Right. Mm-hmm. Barbecue. If you have a barbecue available, yep. why deny yourself yeah. that pleasure? Definitely. Uh, the only reason we didn't is because we wanted to keep this authentic to the experience of somebody that is just ordering the box and has a kitchen. And no, we're just following it, the instructions of, yeah, that are on the A bunch the of sheet. people that order these are not going to have access to a barbecue maybe right. not and but if you got it want it. it yeah 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 for sure okay all right can i do my rating yeah okay. you, four burner right yeah four burner so because though of, oh please yeah because of the uh the things that i would change um i think that if there's anything that i would change in the way that the meal was prepared and executed, that automatically it has to be, it has to be dropped from five burners. Um, and the the barbecue thing, that's sort of above and beyond. So I totally get you with five burners on that. But for me, I would change like actual things about the recipe like chilling the you know like the way that it's put together like chilling wow. chilling the shrimp or cutting the steak better or whatever like those are things that i think that blue apron could have done better to improve this already spectacular recipe that's a really good point i so like your logic that i think the price point i you know i just part of me just feels like i can't judge that too harshly because there were a lot of ingredients in this um, and a lot of like real specialized ingredients. And that is the service is that we're paying for that cuajillo sauce and that fancy sour cream and that fancy meat to be delivered to our house in the right quantity for a meal. So I kind of get the price point. Um, the way that meat that companies are able to do this for $7.50 a serving is almost unimaginable to me. So yeah, you would not be able to source all of these. Right. So definitely um, not to scale. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the cool things that I learned about Blue Apron, just as a total aside, was that their excess produce and proteins, they have a weekly farmer's market for their employees. 
and they send all of the excess home with employees and then whatever's left over from the farmer's market they donate to the local food bank that's pretty badass yeah super cool way to go blue apron so i'm pretty sure they have like what's her name Lindsay? uh linda linda Kozlowski, yeah. Kozlowski, doing it right. I'm pretty sure that they have like four or five campuses around the United States. And I think Hmm. that they do that at at each campus location. And one day we're going to be invited to one of these campuses. I hope so. I would love to tour. Could you imagine Test Kitchen? Going to the Test Kitchen? Yeah. I would love to do that, but I don't think they make meal kits. Do they? No. We'll look it up. I bet they do. Okay. Are we done? I I think this has been another episode of Juicing Bananas. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Yeah. Uh, Do we have any new ones? I don't know. I haven't checked email yet today. No, we don't. But... Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. We couldn't do this without you. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com slash jbpod. And our Patreon subscribers get featured on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, Interact with us on Instagram at juicingbananas. Or send us an email, juicingbananas at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, feedback. Send Send us some cool... Audio clips, mm-hmm. maybe something to interject in here. Do it at the top of the episode, just for funsies. Um, and our website at jbpod.com. Yeah, I was also going to remind listeners um, we're going to be doing a drawing for a free meal, free box, meal kit delivery. Um, let's get my words straight <laughs> okay i'm waiting <laughs> i'm right here so listeners once we have five patreon subscribers we're going to do a drawing out of those five and one of you is going to be lucky enough to get a meal kit delivery service sent to your doorstep for on free. us for free correct um so go on in Sign up. You got a one in five chance. That's pretty dang good. Excellent. Uh, This has been another episode of Juicing Bananas. I'm Aubrey Stark. And I'm Megan Ortega. Got a split. Bye. I think it was well done.